Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Hello and welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast, bringing you high-profile and under-the-radar cases from across the country for the week of July 5th, 2019. I'm Billy Jensen, and this is Owen Michael. Hello. This week, bizarre details emerge during the lead-up to the trial of a Colorado man accused of killing his 12-year-old kid. A Virginia man is arrested in Puerto Rico for a crime in New Jersey, but he's convicted on a lesser charge. An Alabama woman shoots a pregnant woman in an argument, and the shooting victim goes to jail. But first, a Florida woman is arrested for turning over her incarcerated husband's guns to police. And this case has gotten a lot of people uh, enraged uh, because there is, you know, she was trying to save her life and she knew her husband had a bunch of guns. Let me tell you about this story. Yeah. This is uh, Joseph Irby, was 35 years old. He was arrested on June 14th and charged with domestic battery after allegedly ramming his car into his wife, his wife's car that day in Lakeland, Florida, which is about 40 miles east of Tampa. Joseph Irby is accused of hitting her bumper several times and running her off the road after a divorce hearing that same day. Mm-hmm. Courtney Irby, who's 32 years old, left her husband in December and filed for a divorce from Joseph Irby in January. In January, she was also granted a temporary restraining order against her husband. While Joseph was spending 24 hours in county lockup two weeks ago, Courtney Irby told a judge that her estranged husband is dangerous and that she fears for her own safety. With this new domestic violence charge stemming from the, uh, road, the, the, uh, the road incident, Courtney received another temporary restraining order. A judge decided to release Joseph Irby that day, June 15th, on $10,000 bail on the condition that he not use, carry, or possess any weapons or ammunition. Yeah, because that always works. Federal law prohibits people with domestic violence restraining orders against them to possess firearms, but it's up to local law enforcement to confiscate, confiscate weapons. Which rarely happens. So that day, while Joseph was still in custody... Courtney drove to his apartment and took his two guns, a handgun and a rifle, and went to the Lakeland Police Department to turn them over. You know, she was basically doing the job of the police. And for her own, for uh, her out own, of her own fear. Out of her own fear. An officer at the station reportedly said to Courtney, so you're telling me that you committed an armed burglary? She reportedly said, yes, I am, but he wasn't going to turn them in, so I am doing it. Police contacted Joseph Irby, who was still in jail. He said he wanted to press charges against his wife. Courtney Irby was arrested and charged with armed burglary and two counts of grand theft of a firearm, both felonies. It was technically armed burglary because she had the firearms in her possession as she left the apartment. Mm. 
She was held in jail for six days, denied bail because of the severity of the armed burglary charge, which is ridiculous. She was finally released on $5,000 bail. She was ordered not to possess a weapon and to make no contact with her husband. I'm sure she doesn't want to make contact with her husband. Joseph Irby requested a restraining order against his wife. Mm. Go to hell. Mm. The county judge told her to use an intermediary when dealing with her husband about their two kids. Both criminal cases are scheduled to be heard on July 16th. Now, we always hear of the stand your ground law in in Florida, Mm -hmm. which is if you are being threatened, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to take out a gun and shoot somebody. Use fatal means to uh, to defend yourself. How is that different than what she just did, which is she knows she was being threatened. The guy rammed her off the road right after this thing. He's got six guns. He was arrested. They should have taken his guns away. They didn't take his guns away. And she went and did it for them. Uh, yeah, this is one of those things where the letter of the law is uh, needs a little interpretation here. Plus the fact that she spent six days in jail right. because this is supposedly more dangerous than the guy running his wife off yeah, the road. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the, the upside is that a famous... Uh, uh, personal defense lawyer in Florida has agreed to take her case pro bono to do it for free because okay. this has uh, sparked some outrage yes. in the I am, community as well as the national you know, community. You it, know, it, I get outraged at things like this, and we know that... That's um, yeah, a perversion it, of justice. It, 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 and uh, there is wiggle room, which ju- judges can do that. Judges can say, you know what? That's why they're that's what they're paid for. Do. <laughs> right, you exactly. know, <laughs> otherwise we would just have robots and Florida. I know you guys take a lot of. Uh, uh, of crap. You can do better with this one. Uh, yeah, that uh, I'm sure the, the police department there is getting their share. Of yeah, I hope so. And, and, I and hope online. So. Well, they've they've one. raised the ire of one William Jensen. Look out. Look out. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to start this one, okay? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Please proceed, Governor. Travis Plummer, 38 years old, was sentenced to 20 years in prison last week. Plummer was convicted in April of concealing human remains. His daughter, Tamai Plummer, who was 23 months old when her decomposing body was found wrapped in plastic in a suitcase in New Jersey, in Jersey City, Jersey, um, in 2018. An autopsy determined that little Tamaya died from unspecified violence and cocaine intoxication. Police believe Plummer abducted Tamaya from her mother in Richmond, Virginia in 2017. He kept the girl's body wrapped in plastic in the suitcase in a friend's garage in Jersey City for months until March of last year. He's then accused of dropping the suitcase off a bridge in an industrial area where it was found next to railroad tracks a month later. Eight days after the suitcase was found, FBI agents arrested Plummer in Puerto Rico and extradited him back to Jersey. So the unlawful, com- excuse me, the unlawful concealment trial lasted for a week. A jury deliberated for less than a day before they returned a guilty verdict. Jurors had learned that Travis Plummer had served a year in jail after his eight-month-old son drowned in a bathtub in Virginia in 2004, which is ruled an accidental death. He's also been convicted of distributing cocaine in 2009, as well as abduction and child abuse charges. Travis Plummer was not charged with killing Tamaya. An autopsy could not determine the time or location of the little girl's death, nor the exact cause due to decomposition. So a homicide charge would have been difficult to bring as well as where to prosecute since jurisdiction could not determine either. So now we've got um, an old case that we did in the past. Dylan Redwine 
So Mark Redwine, who is a long-haul truck driver, was arrested in 2017 for the murder of his 13-year-old son, Dylan Redwine. Mark Redwine has pleaded not guilty to second-degree murder and child abuse. He's accused of killing Dylan in November 2012 during a court-ordered visit with dad. And this is a very strange case, if you guys remember it. Uh, Dylan's remains were found in 2013 within 10 miles of Mark's house near the Vallecito Reservoir, about a half hour away from Durango in Southern California, not far from the New Mexico border. Dylan's skull was found two years after that, about a mile away. And the skull showed signs of blunt force trauma. Blood was found in Mark Redwine's living room, and cadaver dogs indicated a dead body had been in Redwine's truck bed. Mark Redwine was named a person of interest in that case in August 2013 and was arrested in Bellingham, Washington in, two, in July 2017. He's remained incarcerated ever since, and he pled not guilty in June of last year. So prosecutors allege that Mark Redwine killed 13-year-old Dylan after his son confronted him about what are described as, quotes, compromising photos of Mark. Photos have not been described or released to the public uh, in detail. We do have a couple of... Uh, descriptions of them, we however. Do. Dylan's older brother has said that Dylan wanted him to send the compromising photos so he could confront his dad during the court-ordered visit. The prosecutor's court motion says, quote, Dylan's Red- Dylan Redwine's statements that he had seen the photographs and previously planned to use them to get back at his father during an argument ties in directly to the mur- motive for the murder because this was a documented trigger of violence for Mark Redwine. Dylan reportedly talked to an attorney and a judge about this court-ordered visit beforehand. He did not want to visit his father. Dylan was then forced to visit his father on November 2012. He was reported missing the next day. So, and we're going to put a warning out here uh, because this gets um, a little graphic. graphic. The older brother, Corey Redwine, has reportedly said the photos show his father wearing makeup and women's clothing and a diaper and then eating his own excrement from the diaper. In April, Mark Redwine's trial was set for September. This week, hearings were held to decide what evidence will be admissible at trial. Now, a year after Dylan disappeared, before his remains were found, Mark Redwine and his ex-wife went on the Dr. Phil show. Um, Quote, I really have a concern that you hurt him and his bones are out there just laying and you don't even care, Elaine Hall says on the stage. And Mark said, I wouldn't hurt him. What kind of mother are you to think that I was even capable of doing something like that? Well, guess what? He did. It's not looking good for uh, his chances. No. Uh, there's a lot of damning evidence here. Uh, our next story is out of Birmingham, Alabama. On December 4th, 2018, outside of a Dollar General store in the Birmingham, Alabama metro area, at about noon, police responded to a report that someone was shot. Officers arrived, but they were told the victim had been driven away by someone else. They later found the shooting victim at a convenience store about three miles away. The victim, Marsha Jones, 27 years old, was then taken to the University of Alabama at Birmingham Hospital. Jones was shot in the stomach. She was five months pregnant. The baby did not survive. Ebony Jemison, 23 years old, was arrested and charged with manslaughter. Police said Marsha Jones started the fight with Ebony Jemison over the father of the baby. All three of them reportedly worked together at a charcoal plant in the area. Police say the fight escalated and Jemison shot Jones in self-defense. Yes, and now this is an example of Florida in the beginning of this podcast doing something bad and Alabama saying, hold, hold my, my beer. beer. A grand jury did not indict Jamison for manslaughter and the charge was dismissed. But this week, the same grand jury instead indicted Marsha 
Jones, the shooting victim who lost her baby, on a charge of manslaughter. She was arrested Wednesday, jailed, and held on $500,000 bond. A police lieutenant from Pleasant Grove in the Birmingham area where the shooting occurred said, quote, It was the mother of the child who initiated and continued the fight, which resulted in the death of her own unborn baby. He went on to say the baby was, quote, dependent on its mother to try to keep it from harm, and she shouldn't seek out unnecessary physical altercations. Wow. All right. So um, this police lieutenant in Pleasant Grove, uh, you're being put on notice because that's freaking ridiculous. A little victim blaming as well. Uh, Yeah. That that, that kind of precedent really kind of sets up a whole uh, handmaid's uh, tale kind of a a situation where, you know. I mean, seriously? Well, plus, you know, five months pregnant, you're showing. And so it seems to me that uh, self-defense does not require yeah. uh, you shooting a five-month-old, uh, five-month pregnant yeah, yeah. Uh, woman. But uh, you know, you know, Marcia Jones, Marcia Jones' here. grandmother told uh, AL.com that her granddaughter tried to walk away from the fight and that Jameson was handed or retrieved a gun from a car with three other people in it at the scene. Uh, if convicted, uh, Jones could get 20 years in prison. We've all gone crazy. This is. As if, you know, the, the the Florida case got me, got me enraged. This one just got me nuts. Uh, yeah, the moralizing is is, is pretty bad. I, I, it's not just on the police, though. The grand jury declined to indict the, the first yeah. woman and, and then, and, yeah, and then yeah. went mm-hmm. literally insult to injury. What the hell's um, going on? Uh, there? Yeah. What's going on in Alabama? I, you know, this is I, the reason the mother state we're in. We would welcome your comments, Alabamans, yes. uh, pro and con. Alabama, uh, come on, pro and con. Let tell me, us, let, let, tell let's us, hear, let's, let's convince us. Explain this exactly what you're, what you're thinking, Alabama. Speaking of comments. Speaking of comments, we get comments. Where do we uh, get those comments mostly? We get them mostly on Facebook. You know, True Crime Daily. True Crime Daily. Facebook Facebook's page. page is Huge. The largest True Crime Facebook page. In the world. By the way, we just uh, reached 3 million subscribers on uh, YouTube. Oh. Uh, on our YouTube channel, that's uh, True Crime Daily. You can check out this content as well as mm. uh, a ton of other true crime stories. Yes. Long a lot form. Of true crime stories you'll, you'll love it. But uh, yeah, we just crossed over the 3 million mark. You will so start, you, you will binge, and you'll you'll wake up the next day. A true crime hole. Having, you will go into a true crime hole. But that's speaking of bad people, it. New Mexico... New Mexico mother of 15 was accused of torturing kids and boiling puppies to death. One teen said after one of their dogs had puppies, the mother, quote, took the puppies and put them in a giant pot and boiled them, making all the kids watch, court documents said. Puppy stew. Wow. Uh, There were a lot of comments on this one. Uh, You know, you, you go for not only... Pets, but kids at the, at the same time. Not just pets, little pets. Kim S. said, why the hell does this stuff pop on, up on my Facebook page? <laughs> Sorry, Kim. Uh, what is wrong with people? I'm at a loss for words. Makes me sick. Um, William S. says, this is really the type of stuff I don't need to see and really does not need to be reported. Uh, that got 63 replies, by the way, and everybody's saying, no, we do need to see this. Yeah. William S., that's what you're going to get. You're going to get bad stuff if you follow us. So, Well, plus, you know, if you, we didn't report this, you wouldn't know about your neighbors next door who were treating there you uh, go. their puppies and kids uh, so poorly. So there is something to be said yeah. for real news. But Beverly O. says, with 15 children, she must have gone crazy, depressed, body changes, the fight or flight response, also called hyperarousal, or the acute stress response as a physiological uh, a reaction that occurs in response to perceived harmful event, attack, or threat to survival. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to 
I'm trying not to cuss. I have three kids and are my heart. Menopause is a serious thing, oh. but then the husband are involved too. Just sad. So wow. people are trying to psychoanalyze so this thing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Diane F has the question of what happened to this woman for her to be so cruel. I want to hate her, but damn, what happened in her life that set her on this path? 15 kids. 15 kids. I guess you sort of run out of patience after after a while. I don't know, but yeah, maybe uh, that drives you to boil puppies. Yeah, and there was a picture of her with a with a tube in her uh, in her nose, and a lot of people said Jade C said, "Um, I wish I never read that article. I feel like ripping that tube right out." And look at both of them can die. Yank that tubing from her nose, Nancy W said, and take away that oxygen tank. Hope they rot, said Carrie H. What is the world coming to when people like that are out there? Poor kitties, pups. And kitten, too, because there was also a kitten. The kitten was poisoned, uh, allegedly. But, uh, yeah, this is – I'm no parent. You are no parent. But but uh, I would imagine you've never resorted to anything. No, I have uh, never done that, no. Punishing there. No. Uh, Well, as we say – uh, you should follow us on Facebook and to on get YouTube. uplifting stories like that in your Facebook feed. We do have uh, we have other stories. We, do we don't have, have a whole stories. lot of positive stories. We do sometimes uh, law enforcement uh, stuff and uh, good animal news There's once in a while. But uh, that's not what you're looking for. When we, when we find crime. you know what now, but for true crime. Well, but when you find justice, you know we we certainly you know those are our big stories. When when justice is found, then it's also just know uh, you're. We show you these stories and tell you them so you can be careful because the world is a scary place. It's true. So check out our content on YouTube and Facebook and TrueCrimeDaily.com. And don't forget to download our weekly podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. And also, if you have comments or questions about the show, call us up. Leave a message at 888-548-9758. We'd love to hear from you. Be advised your recording may be aired in any of our future podcasts. So until next week, this is True Crime Daily, the podcast reminding you, do not do crimes. Happy 4th.